Hey team, this is Grant David Collins and welcome to Basement Philanthropy, a place for people who do not want to wait until they're rich or retired to create meaning, impact, and connection with their money regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be walking through seven questions that can help you determine whether or not you should start an official nonprofit. So let's get started. Making something official is always a pretty big deal, whether it is a romantic relationship, business partnership, and yes, of course, a nonprofit. When you put your foot in the sand and say, this is what I'm going to be doing with this area of my life or this organization, there is a power that follows that determination. And as I've been working through whether or not to make Basement Philanthropy an official nonprofit, I have started to do a lot of research in this area around when that should happen and how it should happen and whether it should happen. And while I was going through this, I came across an article that outlined seven questions that someone could consider when they are making this decision. And I wanted to share these questions with you for a couple different reasons. First reason is, of course, I want you to come along for the journey of building a nonprofit and making some of these calls as we do this here at Basement Philanthropy. The second reason, though, is that there are plenty of you who are listening to this podcast that want to get involved in more of an official capacity. And so starting to think through some of these questions early on can really set you up for success. And finally, You don't have to want to build a nonprofit of your own to appreciate what goes on behind the scenes when you are starting to create this type of organization. And so if that is you, I still feel like this is going to be super valuable content for you so that you can come to appreciate what is really going on within these nonprofits. So the first question that is brought up in this article is the question of, will you be serving a charitable class? Now, when it comes to making things official, there are a lot of terms that need to be defined, and the term charitable class is one of those. So a charitable class is a group of people who can properly receive assistance or programming from a charitable organization. You can think of this as endangered animals or underrepresented populations. These are groups of people who are fairly expansive and can receive specific help or assistance from an organization. And so as you go about thinking about, should I start a nonprofit? It's important to not only have that clear in your mind, But if you're going to make it official, you need to make sure that it falls within the guidelines outlined by the IRS to be able to receive the tax exemption nonprofit status on your end. The second question is, do you have a charitable program? This is really the who, what, how, when, and where of your potential nonprofit. And so thinking through what you're actually going to be involved with and the different mechanics that come behind it is crucial for you to be able to approach the IRS and say, hey, I'm going to make this official 
nonprofit, and this is kind of the work that I'm going to be involved with in that area. So the who would be the charitable class that we just talked about in the previous question. The what is the actual service or support that you are going to be providing to that charitable class. The how is the mechanics behind the what that you're talking about. So if you wanted to go out and feed the hungry as your what, the how would be we're going to set up this food kitchen in this part of town and it's going to be serving food from this time to this time on these dates. That is really how you can start to get through that and also answers those questions of when and where that service is going to be taking place. The third question is, can you comply with reporting and record-keeping obligations? Now, this doesn't just have to deal with the initial application and receiving of the nonprofit status, but it also has to deal with and mainly deals with what occurs to be able to keep that status. As an official organization, you now have to keep track of everything that happens in this organization from a financial perspective. And so a lot of people can get stuck with getting this status and then really not putting in the work to be able to maintain that status. And that can create a huge mess in the future. Trust me, I'm in the field of accounting and record keeping. And when people haven't taken advantage or, or haven't thought about this from the beginning, they get into a big mess. And this is not just for the government to be able to track and say, yeah, you are still an official nonprofit, but it's also going to be for the people that want to donate to your organization or the grants you're going to be receiving. And so putting aside time or making sure that you have the skill set or getting somebody on your team who has the skill set to be able to comply with these types of record keeping and reporting obligations is crucial for your long-term support and creation of good in whatever sphere your nonprofit will land in. The fourth question is, can you fund the nonprofit? Many times people have dreams of amazing things and they don't have the resources to be able to accomplish that or the plan to get the resources in order to be able to fulfill on those dreams. And so oftentimes what happens is we go through all of the legwork to get this official piece of paper that says, I am a, an official owner and operator of a nonprofit. And then we just get dunked on because we haven't set up a good way of funding that good that we want to create in the world. And so there are three main ways that people look to fund nonprofits. Um, they can be self-funded, uh, they can be funded through donations, and they can be funded through grants. And oftentimes, there is a combination of all three of these things. But 72% of all funding that keeps nonprofits alive come through donations. And donations are a ton of work. They are not just something that you, you know, put up a quick GoFundMe around and it'll be done. It's an ongoing process, just like it would be for a normal company to get and receive sales. Like 
Donations are the sales of the nonprofit space. And so if you don't have a plan in place in order to get these funds, like you might as well not even get started with officially creating a nonprofit. So it's really important to think through how am I going to fund the good that I want to create in the world? The fifth question is, do you have an anticipated budget? Now, this isn't just referring to a financially responsible person that understands how much it is going to cost for them to be able to create the good that they want in the world and what those different line items are going to be and how much funding they need in order to be able to be around that. But it's also an important piece of information to the IRS when it comes to granting official public charitable status. Now, there are two different types of status that you can receive, and we're not going to go into detail around these, but they are public charity status and private charity status. And one of the ways that that is determined is based on your budget. And the main difference between a public and a private charity is that public charities receive full tax-exempt status, which is one of the main reasons why you would go about creating this type of organization in the first place. And so the IRS actually requires four years of actual, anticipated, or estimated budgets in order to assess your organization's charitable status. And so to be able to have the skill set or the wherewithal or the ability to research how to put together an anticipated budget is a crucial thing to think through before you take the step to create one of your own. Okay, so the sixth question is, have you developed a long-term funding plan? Now, the name of the game when it comes to creating long-term good in the world is sustainability. And just like we talked about in the funding question, question number four, you have to keep this long-term perspective when it comes to funding your organization or you're never actually going to create good in the world. Now, a lot of the times people think of nonprofit as a term meaning that you can't have any excess. And that is just not true at all. It's really important for nonprofits to be able to have excess so that they can invest that excess back into the good that they are going to create in the world. It is the fiscally responsible thing to do to have more left over than when you started. The reason why it's called a nonprofit is that you just can't take those profits as the owner or somebody that's involved in that nonprofit and keep them for yourself like you could for a normal business. And so it's really important to be able to think through long-term, how are you going to keep this funding up and running? And are there opportunities for you to do what is called a program service revenue model, meaning that not only do you receive donations, but you also are providing some sort of service or good to the community that allows you to have money coming through the door. So you could think of this like admission to different events or goods or services that are being provided by a hospital, for example, a nonprofit hospital, obviously bills for their services. And so can that show up in the model that you are looking to create for the organization that you are thinking about starting on your end? 
Okay, the seventh and final question that you need to consider when you are looking to create a nonprofit is, do you have a board of directors? Now, this might come as a surprise to you, but in order to receive official IRS approval on a nonprofit, you need to have between three and five members on a board that you are accountable to as an organization for the good that you are creating in the world. Now, these members of the board need to have some sort of reason for being there, whether that is they have an official skill set that is needed in your area, like an accountant or a lawyer or a marketer, or maybe they have a lot of upfront experience around the good you are creating in the world. And so you want their perspective and their experience, or maybe they're just somebody who is really interested in what you are doing and creating. This should be a pretty diverse group of people who can come together and help you work through some of the things that will come up as a nonprofit. Now, they don't necessarily work for you in the day-to-day, but they are a resource that you can utilize in order to bring about the good that you are looking to in the world. Now, as you think about this question in particular, I think that it is important to call in to focus your commitment to what you are doing. Because this is all of a sudden outside of you, you are involving three to five people in this organization in an official capacity. And so thinking through, am I committed to building and growing this organization from a long-term standpoint is so crucial because you are not only dealing with your time and energy, you're dealing with the time and energy of other people. And so it is crucial to make sure that your commitment is strong to this long term, because if it's not like, again, don't even walk down this pathway. Like there are other ways, easier ways to do good in the world than to have the responsibility of a nonprofit on your shoulders. So as I walked through these questions, the main thing that kept on coming to my mind over and over and over again is that it is easier to create a nonprofit organization than it is to have real impact on the world. You see, we often have these visions of glory of the good that we want to create, but we often start off by going through an outline checklist because it's the easiest thing to do, but it really isn't the most impactful or beneficial way to approach things often because all of the administrative work and thought process and organization that you heard me talk through in these questions gets in the way of discovering what is actually going to be the best way to approach the good that you want to create in the world. And so I would recommend you being very, very choosy when you officially apply for this type of status because of all of that back end that comes along with it. For me here at Basement Philanthropy, I'm going to be really, really choosy when I decide to go all in on this status. And it will likely be triggered by something official that I need it for, whether it's donations that are starting to come in or uh, organization that needs to have the official status for one reason or another. I'm not just going to do it 
to do it. I want to make sure that I have a reason to take on that additional back end because right now I just want to be in this discovery around how to lower the barrier to entry for people like you and I to be able to get involved in the space. And I don't really want to deal with all of that back end currently. So that's the that's the journey that I'm on. And as I take steps to go towards making things official, you better believe that you will be along for the ride. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out in the world and create good with the money in our pockets, whether officially or non-officially together. Talk soon.